This is the Loud Pedal Podcast with Chris Stubbs and Lee Holdsworth. Hello, welcome to a bumper edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast ahead of the penultimate round of the 2020 version of Australian Supercars Championship. I'm Chris Stubbs. Great to have your company, whether you're listening in or whether you're watching in via our YouTube channel at Fox Sports. It's great to have your company. We're back at the Bend Motorsport Park this weekend, the final hit out ahead of Bathurst. And we could have history on our hands too. Scott McLaughlin looking for three championships in a row. Speaking of Scott, Lee Holdsworth will join us. Didn't they have a, a nice little battle on the weekend at Talon Bend in the first edition there? We'll also be joined by Fabian Coulthard. We'll ask him about his future. We'll ask him about how he feels about heading back to Bathurst, 12 months on from being a central player in one of the most controversial chapters of the great race's history. But first of all, We've got some awesome news today. We have a TV deal that is done and dusted, and it is a beauty. Five more years of supercars on Fox, and we couldn't be any happier. And to mark the occasion, joined by the CEO of the Foxtel Group, Patrick Delaney. Patrick, welcome, first of all. Congratulations. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here, and it's, uh, it's great that we're now talking about uh, a relationship that could be as long as 10 years between uh, Foxtel, Fox Sports, and and supercars. It's something that we completely aspired to, you know, a, a short time ago. Trying to actually get live supercar rights was something that, you know, uh, in 2011, 12 was something of the domain of only free-to-air TV. Uh, and it's been such a great um, uh, property for us. Our subscribers have loved it. The ratings are built and built. The relationship with supercars has been great. And I think to be frank, it has been quite a good visionary thing to get Foxtel involved earlier on and to hedge bets between uh, subscription TV and free-to-air. So we're thrilled. Patrick, we saw you splashed all over the newspapers today and online in front of a beautifully branded orange Mustang with the KO and Fox Sports on it. Was that part of the deal, Contra? Is that your personal chariot now? Well, you know what, Chris? I should have got you to negotiate things because I wish it was. Um, I think our supercars friends are very good at uh, getting those fabulous wraps and stickers happening, but the car did look sensational. And I've got to say uh, that the the uh, the Mustangs look good. I know there are all sorts of tweaks that we're talking about with the rules to make them look even more realistic. Um, but you know, a supercar does look fantastic, doesn't it? There's something really angry about them the noise they make, the explosions, uh, all of that stuff. But yeah, they're pretty good. And I've got to say, I have driven the Mustang and, and really enjoyed it. I, had, um, I got very, very scared uh, when I was given a Camaro to drive, this, this black Camaro. I think it had over seven liter engine. It was automatic, which was pretty good. The Walkinshaw guys gave it to me. And to be frank, after it, I thought they were better to look at in the garage than they were to drive in terms of experience because so it was, it was just it basically a, a race car, you know. So, uh, I look, I wish the Mustang was part of it. Maybe we can still twist Sean's uh, arm and get something like that built in. We hope so. We had Ryan Walkinshaw on the show the other week, and he's uh, very proud of what they uh, managed to put out to the market there at the Walkinshaw Automotive Group. Hey, can you give us a little more detail about what this deal involves? Yeah. Well, look, it's not dissimilar to the last arrangement where um, the Fox platforms in Fox Sports through uh, Foxtel with our set-top boxes or uh, Fox Sports through KO, we will broadcast uh, every one of the races live um, each weekend. Um, we, uh, we will do both Saturdays and Sundays. 
you'll just see every, if you're if you're a, a great fan of uh, of uh, supercars, you'll just see everything like you always have seen, and it crescendos, of course, um, with uh, the tail end of the season, and this year, of course, the last race uh, will be Bathurst. Um, if you uh, if you want to dip in and out, and, and you want an experience that is the full day, no ads, all that sort of stuff, KO's a a fabulous also alternative, and it's covered just like it was in the last deal, and uh, both of those things mean that you're getting a fantastic experience. Uh, with, with HD in, in every race, um, ad-free break the whole way through it uh, and everything that's going on over the whole weekend. So similar to last time and, and more of the same. Seen great innovation. That's something that Fox, I think, has always been very proud and part of the DNA. I mean, I've been there now for ticking into a 15th year. Will we see more of that? We've seen integrations, we've seen night racing, Game of Thrones was something really cool that I think took our sport into a whole new audience. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a bit unique, this sport for Fox, because um, the production's all done by supercars. And, and I've got to say, they, they do not spare the whip when it comes to innovation. And that's why I think both brands are, are quite united. Um, we'll continue to push forward. Uh, right now, I, I don't think there's anything quite specific we could say that you could improve the broadcast. It's a very, very good high-tech um, broadcast that takes you closer uh, than ever before on everything. One thing I can say is that as the technology improves, as trends change uh, and this contract uh, progresses, we've got a, such a close relationship uh, with supercars um, that I'm sure that there will be innovation in areas that we didn't think before. I, you know, at the beginning of this contract, the big innovation was more uh, in, in car cameras. Uh, during the... the um, the, uh, the whole period, we've seen things like better quality cameras. We've seen uh, really great pit lane cameras. So I think you'll see innovation as we go along. Now, so far as a day night goes, I mean, you think about the last contract, there was no Newcastle when we started. Wow, what a great innovation that has been. I know that Sean and the team want to see more events open up and we'll be there to, to absolutely support them on those. Um, as, as it evolves. One good thing about supercars is I don't think they've ever stood still right from the time way back. And maybe it's because of the nature of motor racing that it is all about innovation and competing and being better. But certainly um, supercars has that in its DNA as does Fox. So I'm looking forward to supporting and, and nurturing whatever innovation we can uh, as, the, as the term goes forward, which should be fantastic. Patrick, we've seen a snippet in the media release about a new launch event. We have thousands of people that listen to the podcast. They are diehard supercars people. They'll want to know more. Can you lift a little, little bit on that? I think, listen, that's a nice try. I, I, think, uh, I think we'll do that all together. When that happens, uh, there'll be actually three of us. Uh, there'll be Sean, myself, and of course, the new partner in town with, with James Warburton leading, leading the Seven Network who have a great tradition, you know, just to put a little bit of a word in, usually you don't do that for your competitors, but James and I are very good friends. And I just remember as a little boy, uh, October long weekend was always that time when you could sort of go to the beach if you lived in Sydney. But um, my preference was always to say I had homework to do. And as soon as the family left, I'd jump in front of the television and watch the whole, uh, the whole thing at Bathurst. And it's great to see them back as our partner. The whole idea with free-to-air and with subscription is to grow the sport 
and um, I, I think it's it's exciting news. So, getting back to your question about uh, the launch event, let's wait and see what the three of us announce. All right. Uh, in terms of very uncertain times, aren't they, for, for all businesses, for, for all sports? And we've seen that. We've seen other sports that are having issues in terms of, of making sure that their deals are, are done. It must mean that Supercars is a very important property to the Foxtel Group. Motor racing has become, and this, this was what we hoped five years ago uh, when, we did, uh, when we did the first deal. We, we had hoped that motor racing would grow in, internally in our base because we'd had very little of it. We'd had repeats of supercars. We had no Formula One. We had MotoGP and Superbikes. So putting them all together, we completely realise that they are in some respects segmented audiences. They're different fan bases. Just because you love supercars doesn't mean you will love uh, MotoGP. Just because they have an engine doesn't mean they're the same. They're different tribes. But I've got to say, uh, the growth of supercars year on year on the Foxtel platform, I think it's averaging above 20% year on year. That is fantastic growth. And we're very realistic about KO's growth too. KO uh, um, appeals to a very different uh, set of subscribers. It, it, it tends to segment a little younger into younger families and younger people. And we haven't seen that really take off in terms of growth. So in the next five years, we're looking at that really starting to grow. And so um, that's the bet we're placing this time, that younger audiences will grow through KO, that we'll maintain uh, our current subscribers through Foxtel because we put everything in one place. And uh, I think, you know, again, Supercars is very astute in putting their eggs with us because we can deliver uh, that premium audience uh, for all of their sponsors through the set-top box, which we've always been able to do. But more and more, we'll be able to deliver reach, really rich reach, so you get premium reach all in one place at the same time as delivering to advertisers all the data that goes behind the video that we deliver. Yeah. So that's the aspiration. It is important. You are right. Motor racing is important <clears throat> as a, I suppose, a segment of... Um, programming loves for subscribers. It's also important, we think, in terms of being able to grow both on Foxtel's platform, but also KO. I know I love KO for the time zone difference for F1 and, and MotoGP, being able to lay back in bed and have the KO there on your mobile device uh, is, a, is a good fit. Uh, the five-year deal covers a real significant transitional period for supercars as a sport. We know Gen 3 is coming. Uh, Holden Ford driver is, is disappearing as we welcome new manufacturers. You must have great confidence in what Sean and his team are doing to make a five-year commitment. Yes, indeed. Um, and, and if I could just segue for a moment, I'll come back to the five-year commitment and, and the future shape of supercars. But um, uh, Sean Seymour and uh, his chairman, Peter Wiggs, um, together with uh, the whole travelling circus that is supercars, uh, really led, I, I think, the nation with great example uh, in completely surviving during the COVID period, period when the, the cars couldn't be on the track, uh, they reverted immediately to PlayStation 4 and, and the game. I've got to say, um, watching some of those races, I couldn't really tell that they weren't supercars, uh, real supercars on the track. So that goes back to that innovation we were talking about, but also that never say die attitude of both management under Sean, but also coordinating with all of the teams and the way that they have stayed on the team you know, on the road, sorry, all of the teams. And that's been at great personal expense. 
um, I, I think we completely take our hats off. And that gives us great um, confidence to be able to go five years again with the supercars team. You know, it's an evolving world. Never has there been more change. Uh, we saw the evolution in the last five years, the removal of the word V8 from supercars. We're just seeing supercars. And I'm very, very confident that the brands, the tribes, the way in which supercars will evolve and innovate uh, will mean that anyone that, uh, that has uh, motorsport and Australian motorsport in their heart loves the smell uh, of petrol uh, and the sound of a big V8, whether it is a six-cylinder uh, turbocharged, whatever, whatever that evolution uh, happens to be, I, I'm pretty certain that the V8 supercars team in management and the teams that run the cars will evolve. Now, um, at around the time we started talking about the renewal was, was unfortunately the time that Holden uh, indicated that they would be withdrawing from the market. But, you know, I sort of take a bigger view on tribalism in Australia and specifically in motorsport. I think so long as we can offer a, a sort of a good and evil, red and blue, whatever the setup's going to be, so long as we uh, can offer tribes to get behind, I think all of us that love uh, motor racing will do that. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Camaros, you know. Uh, you know, for those of us that might have been bred to love uh, the Holden, which is not dissimilar to if you're bred to love Channel 7 versus Channel 9, right? Holden versus Ford. But these tribes will evolve as time goes on. And uh, I'm pretty confident, we are confident uh, enough to invest for five years uh, that that will be the case going forward. As you said, there's a thirst and we've seen evolutions in the past, haven't we? Group A, we think BMWs, Volvos that we've seen in the past. There's a thirst for the product uh, here in Australia, no doubt. Uh, you touched on it there, the commitment and sacrifice of, of the teams financially and, and personally. You must be looking forward to a massive Bathurst to, to sign off on this year with a, a big bang and let everyone go and have a break. We totally are. And like all of the events during this COVID um, 2020, you know, it'll be a bit different. The, the crowd won't be quite as big. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it will change. But I, I think what is important uh, is the complete resilience uh, of the sport and its fans, you know, that this event will proceed. It'll be a, an event like no others. Uh, at the beginning of the AFL and NRL seasons, we thought, well, how will this go with no crowds? And, you know, absolutely. The whole point of television uh, on a live event is to try and bring all of the excitement of being at a ground or being at a motor park into someone's home. But we've coped, right? And we've adjusted the way we shoot. Uh, in the case of AFL and NRL, uh, the Fox teams have done an extraordinary job with augmenting sound. You know, if you look at, I think it's, it works especially well with the NRL, where we're able to shoot very tight, but we replicated the sounds that you would otherwise hear. And it does fool you, your eyes. You don't notice so much there's no crowd. And it's the same with with um, with uh, AFL, and we'll see how clever we can be with the upcoming cricket season. There will be crowds, I'm sure, at the cricket. They won't be as big as they normally are, but hopefully the traditions continue. Uh, and we'll be able to fool our brains a little bit with the, the sounds of cricket. Um, and it's the same with Bathurst. Uh, luckily, sounds is not an issue uh, when it comes to motorsport. We've, we'll see, hear all of those sounds. We'll, there'll be a few adjustments, but this will be a fantastic crowning, I think, and a capping off of an extraordinary year that has shown the resilience and the gutsy performance of all those involved in supercars, including the fans. So I really, really am looking forward to it. Uh, I won't be there, but I'll be on the couch with my 75-inch 
uh, TV, uh, turning up my Sonos soundbar underneath and telling everyone else to, to go get nicked uh, while I follow a fabulous Baptist. Patrick, we hope you enjoy that day and you've made many people very happy with this announcement that love their supercars on Fox. Thanks once again for your commitment and your time today. Good stuff. Thank you for having me. Cheers, Patrick. Well, from the CEO of the Foxtel Group to the CEO of the Holdsworth family, if he even gets that nod, it's Lee Holdsworth. Lee, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. My, my, my kids don't seem to think I'm the boss at the moment. <laughs> Made the trip back just in between the two rounds, uh, spent a couple more days with the family, and, and now I've actually got a bit of a, a base for the next two and a half weeks, apart from going away this weekend. Now stationed on the Gold Coast for, uh, for a few weeks before Bathurst. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have, nice to call something like a home because <laughs> there hasn't been much of that lately. Send the kids and Alana around to Fabs' place for a party on the weekend. Get them out of the house. <laughs> yeah, they could have a bit of a, a, group, uh, a, a group play date. That'd be good. <laughs> well, I better introduce the man of the moment. He was the round winner for Tail and Bend number one, Fabian Coulthard. Fabs, inform how yeah, are you? Thanks for having me. It's, um, oh, it was a good weekend. So, you know, pretty excited to um, chalk up a win this year. It's been it's taken a little while to get there, but um, good to get finally get one on the on the board. Well done. We'll talk about it a little bit more in a moment. We've just heard from Patrick Delaney. The TV deal has been announced. Uh, what does it mean to you boys? Do you read about it? Do you buy into it? Is it an important thing for you guys to know that that's there, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. To you know, this has been going on for some time now. The chat. Uh, as to where the future heads with with TV broadcasting, and I think it's fantastic that t that Seven have 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 got it. Um, they've been around for a long time in motorsport. They've, I think, my first race that I watched was was on Channel Seven with touring cars. So, um, yeah, awesome to have the future sewed away there for the next five years, and and I think it's great for the sport. Fabulous. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, I think uh, free to wear is a good thing for you know predominantly most of our fan base. Um, some aren't in the luxury, luxury position of being able to watch it on Foxtel, but uh, you know, definitely gives them the ability to watch it on free-to-air. So I think that's good. Obviously, the length of the contract, five years, is good for, for the sport as well. So, um, yes, very positive signs. All right. Well, Fabs, tell us about the 200th round, the race win on Saturday. You've climbed the scalp of probably the best race of, of the year. It was an absolute ripper. Plenty going on. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It was... Um, it was a good one. I got a little bit of assistance from Jack, um, you know, trying to go down the outside a couple of times, which opened the door for me, <laughs> but uh, made life a little bit easier. But, you know, we had to hang on at the end when we both got past. And uh, yeah, like I say, it was, um, you know, pretty dream run really to, uh, to have my hundredth round start, win a round, um, win the round as well. Uh, and then have a one, two finish on, on race three on Sunday. So that was, um, yeah, the icing on the cake really. Yeah, congrats, Fab. It's been been good form recently, and seems like correct me if I'm wrong. Something seemed to click at Darwin this year, and and from then on, you've been fairly strong. Yeah, it was okay. You know, Darwin one was probably better than Darwin two, but um, yeah, we found a little thing at Townsville in the last race where I felt like I could attack and and really maximise the car, and and obviously the next round for us after Townsville was here at the bend, and you know we've been able to continue that form so. You know what it's like. It's a, it's a tough old game. You don't have to be too far out of the window and you look very average. So, um, yeah, I was just happy that we could convert uh, what we learned in Townsville to um, some speed. And is it, do you think it's something that, that now will carry over from round to round or is it, or, or you're not completely confident yet in the package? Um, 
I think, uh, you know, we've come from two totally different style circuits. Uh, you know, Townsville, where you really have to maximise the curves and, you know, be able to control the car over things like that. And, you know, we come to the bend, which is a totally different style circuit, which is fast and flowing, and it worked here as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's uh, something that's going to flow on from, from now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can make it work at other places too. Fabs, that one would have meant a fair bit, that win, wouldn't it? Because uh, <laughs> it had been a little bit said, the one plus one comment up at uh, Townsville. I reckon this one was sweet, right? It was, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just let the results speak for themselves. Uh, I don't get too wrapped up in the whole media scandal of what was said and things like that. I just, um, I use it as a bit of a motivator more than anything. And, uh, yeah, to come out the way we did and, you know, first, a second and a fourth, I'd say it was not a bad weekend. Absolutely. Guys, Jamie and Scott, the opening race, opening lap, the top two in the championship collide. It's a 15-second penalty for Jamie. Who wants to go first on, on their thoughts? Fair call? <laughs> Silence. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you to put your uh, hand up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I reckon Jamie's going to go for any gap he sees at the moment. Um, he really has to because... If he doesn't, he knows he's just giving in to, to giving Scotty the championship. So um, he's going to be having a fair crack in every single race now. And, and I don't think, you know, a penalty is going to be, uh, you know, risking a penalty is going to be on his mind. He's, he's, it's, it's win or bin, really, for Jamie now. So, yeah, he had to have a crack. Um, you know, Scotty, uh, Scotty didn't leave, leave a hell of a lot of room, which is fair enough. But um, And they came together and, yeah, didn't work out. But... Yeah, so, I mean, Beto's very consistent in what he's been giving out with penalties and, and it deserved what, what he got, I think. Yes. That corner, you know, turn 17 on the, on the track that we raced last year, it sucks you in every time, you know? Yeah. Like, it's greater than 90 degrees, but, you know, if when you're actually in the car, it doesn't look greater than 90. So, you know, you get through the corner and you actually have to keep to continue to turning back. So... Um, I think that was a little bit deceiving as well. Jamie overall had a, a, sh a shocker. I think the, the pace was probably better than the results showed at the end of the weekend, but it, it was a nasty one for him, wasn't it, Lee? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just his own doing no. that, uh, that hurt his weekend. You know, I think it was in the second race where they had a... Oh, I don't think they'd turned the spike on in the pit stop. So he sat there for quite a long time and cost a lot of time, cost a lot of position. So, um, yeah, I mean, those... When, when you're under pressure, or they're not under pressure, but when you're trying hard and you're trying to do everything right and push to the nth degree, you know, probably more so than, than what he needed to, um, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. And the team as well, you know, they're trying everything possible to, um, to win that championship. And uh, I guess they're, they're probably trying a little too hard. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to this. I think this weekend is such an important round for Jamie. This is really the last, um, the last chance he's got of, of, you know, really giving himself a good opportunity going to Bathurst. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be. I'd say he'll probably have the same approach this weekend. He's he's that sort of guy, you know. He puts it all on the on the table, and um, and that's why he's got so many championships behind his name. Well, the championship gap, 215 points. So, Scott just needs to beat Jamie by 85 points over these three races this weekend. Fabs, it begs the question, what's, what's your role in Scott trying to win the championship this weekend? We saw the team orders in 
in Townsville, or not team orders, but the team play um, between uh, Shane and, and Jamie and what Shane did to help uh, Jamie come through. Is that something that, that you would obviously do if given the opportunity? Been done in the past. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, when the team wins, we win. And, uh, you know, that's what we've got to remember. And you know, we've got a team's championship that we'd like to win as well, um, as, as well as the driver's championship. But, you know, we need to do whatever's required to, um, to get the job done. And in terms of that, how far would you go? Would you, does that mean sacrificing your own position in races to help Scott? Um, comes from the top, you know, whatever I'm asked to do, I'll do. Um, so yeah, you know, we've all got bosses. Um, we all answer to somebody and if the call comes through and it gets made, then you do what you're told. You might have to keep Lee at bay, Fabs, because uh, he's out for redemption on, on Scotty after the weekend. <laughs> Uh, hey, you guys that, can have your own dramas, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, um, Scotty's, uh, I, I, like going back to that incident, if, we, if we're going to touch on that, um, I, th I actually thought that the move was on. Um, Scotty probably hesitated a little too much in making the move. So, you know, where he hit me, it was quite an awkward spot on the, on the left rear. Um, against um, against his right front, so I think had he have committed a little harder, um, you know, the contact would have been side by side. I wouldn't have spun. Um, he probably would have had the position. So I, I just, I, you know, I I go back to what I said after the race, which was it was a little bit of um, desperation, um, and it was it was it, it was really not needed um, because. As a result, he, uh, well, in hindsight, he could have extended his, his championship by quite some margin. Um, but, yeah, so I just thought it wasn't really uh, the move to make. And it's, a, it's quite a desperate sort of corner to make a move on as well. It's a very short um, breaking zone. Um, so if you're going to get the job done there, it has to be, you know, 100% commitment. It probably wasn't. So, yeah, anyway, we move on and... Um, uh, I'm sure that you know Scotty's in a in a pretty vulnerable position at the moment where he needs to get as many points as he can. So maybe next time I come up on the back of him, I'll throw it down the inside, and I reckon he'll let me through. <laughs> um, he was he's pretty strong that he, he reckons he wasn't at fault. Have you followed up on those comments or seen what he's had to say about it? Because you're on the show with him next week. Just just so you know, <laughs> uh, he's on with us next Friday morning. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think he even said the next morning on, on the TV coverage that in hindsight, he, he, may, he, he may think twice about it um, again. But uh, yeah, uh, we had a chat that night and, um, and he was apologetic, not so much for the move he made, but but the consequences that, um, that came from it. So, yeah, I mean, we're all racers. Um, you know, he went for a gap that was there and, and he didn't quite pull it off. So, you know, you've got you to be pushing hard. And, um, but, yeah, just in his position, I don't think you really need to be pushing that hard at this point of the championship. It was a frustrating weekend for you in many ways, wasn't it, mate? It was, yeah. Um, you know, when an opportunity like that comes up where you're, you're pushing for a podium um, and, a, and a potential race win as well. Um, you know, I was fighting with Fabs there at one stage, fighting with LeBrock and fighting with, uh, didn't quite get to Shane, but I would have had him by the end of the race, that's for sure. Um, 
you know, you don't get those opportunities as often. Well, I'm not getting them as often as I'd like. So when it is there on the table, you want to um, capitalize from it. And, and we weren't able to. So that was, it was pretty disappointing. Um, the next day, uh, we didn't quite have the car that we needed to, to fight again up the front. Um, but yeah, we get another crack this weekend. That's the main thing. There's always next weekend, or at least for another couple of weeks, there is. Um, Fabs, can we ask about your future, mate? There's only, what, Tail and Ben and Bathurst to go and the season is done. Do you know what you're doing next year yet? I've no idea. Um, obviously, we're waiting for uh, a decision to be made from America um, and what's going to happen and transpire for the future. Um, yeah, so I won't know until after Bathurst. So it's, um, you know, all I can do is, you know, the best job as I can, focus on what I can control and um, we'll worry about the rest later. So that decision on Penske staying or, or otherwise has an impact on whether you're with that team, does it? I think it does for everybody. Yeah. Um, does Scott's future impact your future if he was to go to the States to the, in terms of keeping a constant within the team? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the um, program is for Scott. Uh, obviously, he goes and does IndyCar to Saint, at St. Pete later in the year, but... Um, you know, the future uh, of an IndyCar ride in, the, in 2021 um, is unknown. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to stay with the team? Do I want to stay with the team? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I, have, I have no intentions of, uh, of going elsewhere. I'm obviously continuing um, life and racing as if, you know, the team is going to carry on and, uh, and I'm being part of it. Fabs, given you, you don't have a, an answer yet as to where the future lies. Do you keep the keep the, the, the phone on the table ready for open for any calls? <laughs> good me and learning, I like this. <laughs> I'm becoming a journo, um, real journo here. <laughs> obviously my, my my sole focus at the moment is to, to stay where I am. Um, and until that decision's made, then I don't know what my future is. So um, I guess it's a little bit of just wait and see, see what pans out, see what decisions get made. And, and then we, uh, and we go from there. But obviously, like I say, my focus is to remain at this team at Shelby Power Racing. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of an unknown. So the team has a, a good future still. We talked about this uh, on our last episode without Penske, if they were to depart, there's still Ryan Story, there's still Ludo, there's still the fantastic people that work on your car and in the background of the organisation. There's still, without Penske, there's still a, a good place to be, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I've hardly been home to, to talk to those sort of people to, uh, to get a bit of a feel and, indi and an, get an indication of, um, you know, what's going to happen. So, yeah, I guess it's just a, a simple, let's wait and see, time will tell. Um, I guess the only positive, if it was to go, you know, a way that I didn't want it to go, then um, we are finished, you know, sort of early October, whereas we'd normally be, uh, you know, the first or second, last weekend of November or early December. So, yeah, who knows uh, what will happen. But, yeah, obviously my primary focus is to, to remain at this team. But, um, yeah, time will tell. So just to clarify, they told you after Bathurst is when you'll know what's happening with Penske. It'll be a pretty quick decision after Bathurst? Um, yeah, there was uh, some numbers thrown around uh, prior to Townsville. 
Um, and from my calculations, it uh, is sometime after Bathurst. Had three months or whatever it was to, <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be sooner. It could be sooner. But I think, um, you know, the, the whole thing with, you know, COVID and, and stuff like that is, you know, the, the, you know, Roger and everyone at Penske have a, a race team here in Australia. And, you know, with the current circumstances with, you know, them not really having the ability to come and, mm. and see the race team, it's, um, you know, is it a logical thing for them? So um, I'm sure they're evaluating a lot of things. Um, obviously, we've been very successful as a race team, um, you know, winning championships, drivers' championships, teams' championships, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's been a great thing for Roger to promote, promote his businesses here in Australia and in New Zealand. So, you know, hopefully that can continue. Lee, did you have any more zingers there for Fabs? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think we've, we've asked him the hard ones there. Enough. I think he, we'll let him off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ben, too, looking forward to this weekend. Um, tyres, uh, we try not to talk too, too technical um, here when it comes to that sort of stuff, but look at Mostert last weekend. It was not what we were expecting at all, was it? No, no, not at all. I mean, we, we saw a lot of uh, vari variation in qualifying as we have recently, um, or this year is really, you know, you've mixed it up in qualifying with such short turnarounds and, and one lap. Um, pace is is everything and if you make a mistake you you're down the back um, you put it all together you're up the front and Mostert was able to put it all together in every single qualifying and had his best form in qualifying this year or, or the best form we've seen from that team in a long time so um, in one way it was a very very positive uh, round for him but in, on the other hand it was terrible for race pace because he blew the tires off it very quickly as did a lot of people throughout the weekend and I thought it was a great weekend for, for racing, for, uh, for the viewers, because, you know, it came down to, to, down to not, not just the car balance, but how well the driver was able to conserve the tyres, um, manage them when need be, and then push when they needed to as well, as well, having something in the bank for the end of the race. And I thought that was brilliant. And it's, it's very much... You know, the best race we saw in, we've seen in Formula One so far this year is when they were having tyre blowouts. Um, so but we didn't have blowouts. Remember that? No blowouts. It's not a dangerous thing. Correct. It's not no, a dangerous no, thing. No. Like, it's, it, it's you know, we were, we were seeing a lot of the, 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 the tyres were overheating and blistering and it would end up shredding a line of, of tyre off the... Um, it wasn't even the inner edge of the tyre. It was, it was quite a strange one because it was... It was further in. It was probably a third of the way across the tire from the inside, um, where you'd tear a shred of of, um, of tire off the um, off the wheel, and um, and then ultimately you'd be down to zero um, zero tread, and you'd just uh, basically melt the tire at that point. Yeah. So you'd you'd lose two seconds in one lap once that strip of tire came off, and that's what happened to me in race two. Um, but you know, I'm not complaining about it. I think it's um, I think it's great for racing, and, and you know, it means that uh, guys like Mostert qualify up the front and then fall back in the race, and other people start at the back and come through in the race. Fabs, how did you guys find it in terms of your cars and the, given you're both in Mustangs, given and the tyre wear for you, did you have to change your style at all? Or? Yeah, we had our fair share of dramas like everybody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just had to manage it, and uh, like Lee says, you know, who was able to do that the best, then you know, had something to fight with towards the end. So I think the racing was um, awesome. You know, the fact that 
you know, there was that discrepancy um, in lap speed from car to car. You know, there was lots of passing and things like that. So, you know, you only need to look back 12 months ago when we raced around here on the hard tyre. It was like a procession. It was, you know, you couldn't pass. It was just follow the lady, get to the back, back to the car in front, and you can't do anything. So I think a combination of, uh, you know, the aero being reduced, um, you know, running the soft tyre, I think, you know, definitely the racing's been better here this weekend. But like we touched on earlier, the deg's good. There's not been a tyre failure to the point where it's gone flat and become dangerous. You know, we can still race and, and do everything that we need to and we're still safe. So um, I think, you know, we should have this tyre as our current hard tyre and we should have another softer one again because, you know, that's what creates great racing is, um, you know, the tyre we're able to use as a driver. We can extract better lap times. We can push from it and things like that. So, you know, I definitely think, um, you know, we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with Fabs there. I think that this tyre is, uh, is, is creating awesome racing. And if we could have a better tyre or, or a softer tyre again that degrades even more, you're going to see even better racing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been brilliant. I think, it, yeah, more of it would be great. All right, what about the West Circuit? Fabs, 3.41Ks this weekend. Can you win there as well? What are you, what's your read on how it's going to play out? Uh, we'll try. Um, I think it's going to be a good mix. You know, we've done a lot of back-to-back -back racing at tracks this year on the same circuit. So we're lucky that we can come to the bend, um, do one, one weekend on one track and then, you know, completely change it up again. So um, it's going to be a fair bit different. You know, you're taking those, you know, three fast right-hand corners out of it. Um, so you're getting some of the load and some of the energy out of the tyres. So um, I'm pretty excited. I think, um, you know, it should be great racing. It's going to obviously mix up, you know, those particular corners a fair bit. You know, that whole little complex from, um, you know, turn six, seven, the old turn 13, which will become turn 12, which will become turn eight, you know, like all these little things which will um, play out. So I think it'll be really good. Yeah, I, I think that the new track is going to create even better passing. Um, you know, we complain about aero wash quite a bit. And, and we're, we're, we're chopping the high-speed part of the track out. So it was good racing as it was on the weekend. It should be even better now because we've also got quite a long um, braking zone into turn uh, the new turn six. Um, and we, we've kept turn 17, which is a, a hairpin-style corner as well after quite a, a long straight. So um, you've got three great passing opportunities. And... Um, yeah, I think we'll see a lot of carnage. Um, yeah, and and maybe not as as bad with the the tire um, damage because you're not probably not going to be sliding the car as much through um, through those high speed corners. They're they're now gone. So I think probably people will push a little harder on their tires as well. So it's um it's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to the new layout. It looks looks really cool too. Game on. I think the I think the most confusing thing is. Now, what do we call those corners that we're now, we were calling turn 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18? Do we, do we now again. call them turn 9, 10? <laughs> Start again, mate. I've got my little track map here. And yeah, it's, yeah. The, the turn 6 will remain the same. Yeah. <laughs> turn 7. 
and then we go on from there. So we're looking at the map before when you had to read the map. I saw you looking down. I wondered if you had the track map there. Yeah. Um, I'd peel it off, but then I wouldn't be able to get it back on my laptop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better than the Bend 1, giddy up, because that was awesome. So we can't wait yeah. this weekend. Looking ahead to Bathurst, we've got some special episodes coming up in the build-up to the great race, including some of the biggest names in the history of Bathurst. Uh, GRM. So they're in. They've been granted the wild card entry. They've got Tyler Everingham and Nathan Hearn. Both are going to debut. We touched on this last week, Lee. But now Hearn hasn't been able to get the super licence or the dispensation so that he can race. Um, what do you guys reckon? Should he be allowed or should he not? Uh, oh, it's, it's a really... It's such a hard one because if you get dispensation for someone, you sort of have to give it for another as well, uh, you know, all, I mean, like Brock Feeney, how he's got well, yeah, I, sp I suppose. I mean, you can. There's probably a few arguments that that Gary can bring up to, um, to uh, to 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 prove a point um, that that his guys should be allowed, while whilst others are as well. Um, yeah, I, I actually have a feeling that they'll they'll be there on the grid, but who knows? Yeah. Fabs, cars are a bit unique. You know what I mean? They're not like any other car really, they're a little bit old school. And I, I sort of read the list of classes that he had done and you know, he hadn't done Super 2, he hadn't done you know, the Kumo series or anything like that. So to jump in the main series, it's, you know, it's competitive. You only need to look at the guys that race dev series and then come and race the main series. Even that step's a fair step. So to not have ever driven a supercar and then to go to Bathurst, I think, um, yeah, it does need to have a little bit of a think about to see if it's worthy or not worthy. Yeah. Would you feel safe, both of you, with that pairing out there? Well, didn't they used to have a 107% rule or something? Yeah. Does yeah, that still apply? I, I don't know. So, I reckon, um, the, I reckon if they do race, I think there'll be some kind of, um, you know, they'll be getting judged in every session. Mm. by lap times, their consistency, uh, whether they obey the flags, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I'd say if they, if they do, if they are allowed, there's going to be some pretty close judgment on them. Yeah. Hey, Fabs, how are you feeling about returning to Bathurst after last year? I mean, that was off the scale, everything that happened and to receive death threats and things like that. Like, we're not going to go into what happened and who and how, why and ask you, you know, that sort of Mate. stuff, that's, that's been played out. But just to go back there and know it's all going to be brought up again. I've been living with it every day since. Yeah. So to go back to Bathurst, it's, um, oh, obviously it's going to, it's, um, it's going to be brought up. Um, you know, we were still talking about my Bathurst crash from 2010. <laughs> that's 10 years later as, as well. So, um, yeah, it's not going to come as a surprise. Yeah. When you say you live with it every day, because people bring it up with you or it's just always, it's always present for you. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, uh, you know, I've blocked that many people off social media that keep bringing it up. So, um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, if you want to be blocked, mention that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so I'm dwindling in numbers. Does that mean you've blocked, uh, Have you blocked Shane <laughs> after he mentioned a bris up at uh, Townsville? I actually don't see any of your stuff anymore, Lee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you've just Stubbs, you've just been added to the to the block list. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, so, um, I mean, what do you think when you see the vision of the safety car now, mate? Does it? 
I can't, I just can't imagine what, how it would make me feel or someone in that position feel. Because you're going to, you can't avoid it, can you? You're going to see it over those next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, can't dwell on the past. We have to look forward to the future. And uh, what's been done has been done. Um, the team's paid the price for that. And, you know, we just need to, to move on and, and move forward. So, um, yeah, what else can I say? Lee, have you got your lethal weapon up your sleeve? I do. Or did you tick it off a little bit earlier? No, well, we touched on it. Okay, well, but we can roll it out now if you like. It's that time of the week. Let's hit it. It's time for the nice guy of supercars to fire up. It's the Loud Pedals Lethal Weapon. Well, we've spoken about it already. We've spoken about the tyres. And I don't think we can, we can go against having hard tyres at Bathurst because you need a durable tyre for the high-speed um, you know, loads that go through the tyre. So I'm not going to say let's change there. But we've proved time and time again the importance of uh, how much it plays into the racing, how good the racing is when the driver can manage the tyre. And the best way to improve racing quality is to give us a soft tyre and I'm even going to throw in what Fab said. Give us an even softer tyre that degrades more and you'll see better racing. I, I just want to see more, more strategy from the driver's side, but also uh, the, pits, the pit strategy side. And that's when you see passing on track. So give us a tyre that degrades. We've said it time and time again. And, and there'll be better racing. More entertainment for fans. Look, I liked it. I liked it, but I was really hoping you were going to aim it at Scott after the weekend. So I'm a little bit disappointed <laughs> to that fire, but maybe I shouldn't have reminded you he's on the show next week. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that I'm holding back because no, no. I've said what I need to say about Scotty and we've had a chat about it. So there's no need to dwell on it. <laughs> we're dwelling a bit today, aren't we? On that note, let's, let's wrap it up. Hey, Fabs, thanks heaps, mate. I uh, really appreciate you so coming on. Congratulations on uh, on the win, and may it continue over the next couple of rounds. And appreciate you uh, you actually answering the questions as as honestly and openly, and, and showing us how you feel. So we appreciate it, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me. Just no, pull it back a bit, a notch this weekend, mate. Can <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, Fab. Thanks awesome. for thanks for coming on. Thanks, well, guys. Thank you, mate. We appreciate your time as always, and we'll catch you on some of our specials. Uh, next week in the build-up to Bathurst. Uh, gentlemen, thank you once again, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe to the Loud Pedal Podcast so you get all the latest episodes, and we'll catch you again soon.